Hello, listeners. Welcome to A Writer's World. This is Sean Griffin, a poet and writer who hopes to bring some part of that world to you here on KWNK. It's a big subject, and we'll see where it leads. Today's program is entitled Gail Marie Palmyre's Nevada Gospel. I have read Gail Marie Palmyre's poetry for decades. It is a summoning of what is real, authentic, and chafed. Her characters don't flinch. They move with ease in the rebel landscape of her new book, of bone, of ash, of ordinary saints, and about a gospel. At first glance, the reader might think there is not enough to record in the parks and small towns of rural Nevada. They are isolated outposts, but that is precisely why the poems work. They excavate what is there, the travelers, the campers passing through, the endless wishes cast upon the open road. Many of the places will be familiar to Nevadans, the Mizpah, the Shoe Tree, and Rye Patch Reservoir, but many will be starkly absent from popular knowledge. In several of the poems, she juxtaposes the park's pamphlets and handouts with her own almost spiritual reckoning with place. She meditates on the words, the content, the flora and fauna to find a passage into the environment, and more important, to the thoughts of the people she meets there. She and her husband are traveling with their trailer, fittingly named Rosalind, after Marilyn Monroe's character in The Misfits. The movie is the backdrop to the three sections in the book, You Are Still Here, which to most people seems obvious, but to anyone who has traveled the back roads of Nevada, it can often feel like the desert is endless. There is no escaping its horizon. A hundred miles can separate you and the next cheeseburger. Alone in their campground, she and her husband have set upon learning about these inner landscapes of the other Nevada. And they have also set about scattering the ashes of their late dog, Miller. It is a kind of tribute to the land and to the erstwhile friendship of their best dog. But it is not a melancholy tale that she tells. It is closer to listening like you might listen to the wind in central Nevada, for premonitions, for sense of things you cannot see. She has an acute ear for the language of its inhabitants and can make them sing. Listen to this recipe for thundercloud salad from Stevie, one of the campers at Rye Patch Reservoir. First, I let my cottage cheese hang out in a mesh strainer for 20 to 30 minutes. Then mix a jello packet with the cottage cheese and fold in a container of Cool Whip and strained fruit. I usually do orange jello with mandarin oranges or lime jello with pineapple. Then refrigerate. As far as measuring goes, I usually use the large of all three or the smaller of all three. Hope that makes sense. It's the kind of language you hear in a bar that you wish you wrote down. And she has. She's made these people come alive. We want to listen with her. We want to know where they're going next. We are lost in her story, which is their story. To see a place as novel or fresh without preconception takes risk. To risk revealing such an unseen place as rural Nevada takes assurance. She needs no guide out there where the intersection of a cottonwood and a roadside cross are the defining characteristics of the land. She's at home in a bar in Elko, just as she is in the Middle Gate Station, waiting for a burger for nearly an hour. She's taken off her other glasses, the lens of university professor, of urban dweller, and opened her aperture to examine this expanse of miles and miles. 
Not everyone can or wants to do this, and certainly not every poet. Most of the time, this place, this physical place, is dismissed out of hand. It is the reason we are still fighting the nuclear waste dump at Yucca Mountain some 30 years after its designation by the Department of Energy. It's the reason we are between places, not of a place. We are between Utah and California, Oregon and Arizona, but not here. It is hard to imagine what here is when you're traveling through it, and Gilmarie has slowed us to its rhythm so that we can be with those who find home in these remote places. The characters are many, and their stories are funny, unfinished, and necessarily crooked with accounts of what went wrong. They don't need further explanation. We already know them. They have been alongside us for many years. We just rarely acknowledge them. They are shadows that have found their calling, the wind-swept plain of the high desert. This is not news, but her rendering of their lives is a brilliant collage of the hoped-for, broken-down, gotta-get-out-of-here, road-weary traveler. A collage you imagine every time she and her husband pull into a campsite with Rosalind in tow. A collage you want to step into and luxuriate in because the conversation is nothing short of revelation. This is Guillaume-Marie right at the side of the beautiful unseen who populate these poems. And if you skip eating out, want to cook at your campsite, get groceries at the Safeway in Lovelock. Watch for the old man who wheels around the store with his little dog on his lap. You can't miss this. The dog wears sunglasses and a top hat. If you say something kind to the old man and his dog, the checker, her name is Clara, will give you the discount. You won't need a club card. Even if you've never stopped at that Safeway, and I have, you want to wave to the old man with his dog and sunglasses. You want to be in the aisle when he comes through so that you can tell Claire at the checkout you did your job. You made someone happy in this broken-down place. A place that, curiously, is not so different from your place, not so unlike the Safeway in Reno or Vegas or L.A., for that matter. The man and his dog are in our lives, archetypes before we read Jung. They keep us honest, keep us from thinking too much, especially about ourselves. And this may be her greatest gift. She transports us from the maudlin to the sublime, to the oh-so-real dance of what people are doing every day, whether or not we notice. I want to close with a poem from this collection entitled Wild Horse, Ranger Says, used with permission from Wayne State College Press 2020. Wild Horse Reservoir is in northeastern Nevada, not quite to Jarbage. Wild Horse, Ranger Says, so you want to talk to some campers, ask them about their dogs. Seems like everybody's got two or three. That's how you meet people here. Just had a conversation with a guy from Tucson. He's here to visit his kids. They work in some mine in Elko. He's the one with the mini dachshund. Dog's name is Coulter. Guy was giving him a bath at the fish cleaning station. Thing no bigger than a decent catch. I have no idea what the man's name is but he's headed next to Colorado. That's the sort of talk you'll get around here. It's good to keep moving. That's why I'm here. You understand, don't you? 
And we do understand whether or not Nevada is home, because the timbre of the voice is precise. It's been through a thing or two, and confers a credible nod from you and I, the onlooker, standing just behind Guillaume-Marie as she travels from place to place, holding out hope for one more conversation, one more drift into the life of someone who can't be pinned down. This concludes our program on Guillaume-Marie Palmyre's Nevada Gospel. Please join us in the Collective Ethersphere Sundays at 3 p.m. for our next Meditation on Words or stream it at kwnkradio.org. And please support your local independent bookstore. In Reno, that's Sundance Books and Music, and in Las Vegas, that's the Writer's Block. They're open, and we need them. Thank you, be safe, and spread a little kindness wherever you are.